Welcome, everybody, again, episode six, Hockey in the Classroom. As always, with you, myself, Matt Wallacek, and accompanied by Tony in Dallas. Tony, how are we doing today? Doing well, doing well. Uh, enjoying this beautiful weather down in Big D and uh, watching a lot of hockey. And we had a lot of hockey in college in, in the college level this past weekend and coming up in Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, we, that is definitely true. Uh, we had a lot of interesting uh, storylines that happened this past weekend. Um, and that definitely leads us into a, an interesting weekend coming up with the, with the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, we've actually even had some games uh, happen today that we're going to cover. And we even got a game, uh, game or two that are happening on Thanksgiving, uh, which we will touch based on. Uh, Tony, though, real quickly, though, before we really dive into this, is I just want to mention here um, kind of an interesting story that CHN posted. Um, yeah, BU coach being suspended for one game, um, uh, being suspended by the university for some uh, misconduct between uh, the head coach and uh, UMass employee. Um, something that we obviously are not condoning, uh, never do we condone this kind of stuff. Um, and it's unfortunate that it has to happen, um, especially, um, you know, to a, an employee who's just out there, you know, supporting the team. Um, and it, you know, it's just something you don't want to see. Um, and hopefully this is something that won't, won't ever happen again. Uh, not something that you want to see from a BU standpoint either. Um, as the team is right now uh, fighting for, uh, you know, Hockey East conferences, uh, conference play. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to show, uh, throw that out there, you know. So, BU coach will be suspended for one game coming well, up. Um, that, game, that game was tonight, actually. Okay, so, um, yeah, and, that good call. And, and maybe that was the reason why Sacred Heart blew him out of the water for nothing tonight. Uh, and that could be because Sager Hart's coming off a split weekend, which we will, like I said, touch base on here momentarily. Um, so I, you, so like you just said, um, it, it paid dividends, uh, I guess, really for Sacred Heart um, and BU really suffered. So um, it's unfortunate that, like I said, this happened. Um, the one game suspension um, has been served. And like we said, hopefully this doesn't happen again, um, not only in BU, but uh, hopefully this isn't happening anywhere else in college hockey or anywhere else really in general. Yeah. Fingers crossed there. Um, okay. But let's get on to something a little bit more positive here, Tony. And, and like I said, we had some interesting um, storylines happen this past weekend in college hockey. I know last, last episode last week, we were, we weren't really high. I think I going into past this past weekend, at least I don't think I was, I don't know about you. Um, there weren't a lot of games that I think I had circled that I really wanted to watch this past weekend. And I think, uh, some of the scores though, will tell me otherwise. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I mean, I think it starts in the Atlantic hockey association. Um, sacred heart missed a golden opportunity. You're playing one of the, one of the lower teams in the conference and the awesome opportunity to pick up a few points. They split with Holy cross granite Sacred Heart had a nice uh, momentum-boosting win tonight against BU in Boston. Um, but your your boys, the team that you were high on from the beginning, had a really nice weekend. Um, I know, I know, I believe they're your team of the week as well. But Air Force man got a nice win over Robert Morris, and then um, they also a win and a tie, and they also picked up the extra point. So a great weekend for Air Force, um, Army, 
Army um, and RIT split. Army got the win on Friday. RIT got the win on Saturday. Um, really outstanding, uh, outstanding weekend for the academies. Canisius fell to RPI on Saturday. Um, so yeah, some of the some of the teams we hope to see. Uh, RIT getting didn't really have the weekend. Same with Robert Morris that we hope to see out of those top teams. No, definitely. Um, uh, the conference that we've always said and mentioned that this is going to be a top-heavy conference, especially as we get later into the year. Um, and it's just been this past weekend was interesting. Like you said, Sacred Heart missing a golden opportunity, a struggling Holy Cross team, and you're the leading scorer in the conference play, at least right, and uh, one of the top offensive teams in the country. And you're walking away with a split, um, you know, four to three. Uh, I think it was Thursday and four to one. They get the win on Friday or maybe it was Friday, Saturday. I'm sorry. Um, and it's just uh, not the weekend. I'm sure Sacred Heart was going at, you know, one of those home and homes uh, to lose at home, too, and to win on the road. I, I don't know if that's a good thing and a bad thing, saying that they played well on the road and they didn't play well at home. Uh, for me, I would say it's probably not, but, um, but yeah, you know, miss golden opportunity and, and you hit, uh, you know, hit it on the head here. Um, you know, air force is my team in the week. Again, uh, this team was a team the first, what, one or two weeks was struggling. They were at the bottom. I mean, very bottom. And I was getting ready to write them off because they didn't seem like the team I've seen the last two, three years. And the last four weeks or so, uh, they are starting to really turn this around and, and they're, they're edging out wins against top teams. And Robert Morris, who's sitting number one in the conference, uh, shut out and uh, one, one tie. Uh, that's for, for air force. That's a great weekend. Yeah. Especially picking up five of the six points. And it should be noticed, noted that the three teams that are receiving votes this week in the USDHO poll RIT, Robert Morris, Sacred Heart, all had tough weekends. So, I mean, this conference is going to be – it's going to be in- interesting. I know the game of the week for me is is RIT against AIC. AIC, a team I've been high on early on. Um, they fell to Army today. Um, I believe that score was 4-1. to one. So, another big win for Army. Um, so, so tip, tip of the cap to them. But AIC's got six games played. When you look at it, I believe Sacred Heart's got 11. So – there's a lot of room to be make, made up, and, and I'm really excited to talk about this conference more come January, February when when more of the conference conference play is happening. But RIT AIC is my game of the week for next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, this conference right now, when you look at it, you're probably going, holy shit, uh, Robert Morris is in, Sacred Heart are running away with it. I mean, they're sitting at the top 22, 21 points, and you look at the bottom, Bentley and Canisius are uh, – respectively at three and six points. I mean, that's a big gap for, for the conference. And we're sitting at the end of November only. I mean, we're only two months into college hockey. Um, and so that's a big gap. Now I'm not saying Canisius is going to make uh, this huge run here and all of a sudden get to the top. It's plausible, but do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. <laughs> um, you know, sorry, Canisius. Um so, it, but it's like you said, Atlantic hockey, at least for, you know, this year, it's going to be interesting come January, February, when we see at least, you know, these, the top six teams, you know, how close they are in the points right now, uh, 
the top six are Robert Morris, Sacred Heart, RIT, Army, Air Force, and Niagara. Um, and that's 22 points down to 11 points. So it'd be still a little bit of a gap there between uh, Robert Morris and Niagara. Um, but it's uh, it's doable. And so my game of the week, actually, it was going to be Sacred Heart BU until you mentioned to me that that was actually today <laughs> um, and I'm not paying attention. Um, my game of the week is Air Force at uh, Niagara. Um, that's a 5-6 matchup. Uh, it's going to be a close game because it's not going to be a big offensive scoring uh, game there. Uh, we'll see a lot of defense and it's going to be uh, what I would think is going to be a one goal game. All right, good call, good call. What a time to move on, staying out east to the ECAC? Uh, yeah, um, you know, ECAC, again, was a little bit like Atlantic hockey. Not as top-heavy as I would uh, think it would be going into this past weekend. Um, right now, with the Ivy League schools really um, dominating this conference now, um, at least my that's my opinion, uh, we're at um, – only a 10-point gap between Cornell, who's sitting at one, and Princeton, who's at the bottom with two points. Uh, so there's a lot of points left on the on the table here, conference play. And right now, too, it's it's a fair – this one's, I think, more fair to judge than Atlantic hockey. Um, and, and I say that because, Tony, you know, each team at least has five – between five and seven games under their belt in conference play. Um, so this one is a tight race, and it's it's a little bit e- or it's a little bit easier to to judge because right now in conference play we have about an even amount of play, uh, games played. Yeah, you you know I, I I kind of disagree with you in the sense that it is very top heavy, and I mean the teams that we thought were going to be the big dogs in the conference are, and it definitely is. Looking at the Ivy League schools, when you look at the USCHL polls this week. Cornell comes in at number two in the country. We we had a lot of high hopes for Cornell, and and they're really not disappointing. They will travel to BU on Saturday. And, I mean, the way BU's playing, that's a game that Cornell really should pick up. Um, Clarkson comes in at six, and then, and then Harvard comes in at nine. I know both you and I have talked about this. Harvard hosts BC on Friday, and that's going to be a big game. Um, a little bit of – a little bit of two beanpot teams and – and, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what that game has to hold. Uh, Quinnipiac and Dartmouth both receiving votes. Um, but, but yeah, ECAC is a very interesting conference. Um, a lot going on. It's, and it's so interesting, too, like we've talked about so many times. With you're, not, you're not playing those series like you're seeing in every other conference. You're, you're seeing you're playing different teams each night. Um, one thing that I'm really interested in is Princeton. You mentioned Princeton. Um, they're playing in the Friendship Four in Belfast. A little bit of international college hockey action. Uh, Princeton will play will play Colgate, and then they'll play either UNH or or Northeastern, which we'll talk about later. So love seeing a little college hockey action going uh, international. Yeah, oh, that's definitely uh, definitely cool to see. Um, you know, this one for me was a hard. Uh, it was hard for me to pick my team of the week for this conference. There just wasn't a lot I got out of this conference this past weekend. Um, Clarkson did get a sweep, or I mean, I shouldn't even say a sweep, but they got two wins this weekend, uh, or this past weekend, one, uh, two, one over Brown, four, one over Yale. So Clarkson was my team of the week this past week, getting the two wins, um, and two conference wins. Uh, you know, we mentioned Tony, you just mentioned, uh, BC Harvard. That's the one I definitely had circled on my list here is the game of the week. It, you know, I want to note this too. Um, I was just looking at this Harvard so far, six games played. 
33 goals for, 10, 10 given up. That's how their goals for and goals against are overall. They've only played conference teams so far. This is their first game coming up outside the conference. So this will be a good test for Harvard to see how they fare outside of the ECAC. I think it's going to be a great game. Harvard's offense is very, very strong in my opinion. Um, And right now it's hard to say that they aren't even a strong defensive team, only giving up 10 goals so far this year. And uh, BC is sitting four in in Hockey East, which we'll touch more based on uh, in a little bit here. And uh, they're another uh, strong offensive team. Uh, They're eight and four overall. Uh, and they've played good teams so far. Uh, so it's a it's a game that we're going to see a lot of back and forth on. Uh, I don't know who I I think I would take Harvard though in this in that in that matchup. To just be honest with you, I think Harvard's got a strong offense where I think they're going to pull it out and and give give BC, BC a run for their money. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I, I mean, I I would probably pick Harvard in that one as well. I really like I like the top three teams in the ECAC. A lot. And I mean, at really, I think Quinnipiac and Dartmouth, both strong teams. But after that, you certainly see a little bit of drop, um, especially compared to a lot of other years. But those top teams are very good. Yeah. And let's not let's not get around here, too. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned how close the points are in the conference play. And for at least another couple of weeks, I think we will see that not that big of a difference in points in the conference. Um, you know, usually when we get into these holiday weekends, um, you know, you know, next month too with Christmas and everything, we'll see a lot of non-conference play, uh, not just in this conference, but you know, in college hockey, we see the different holiday tournaments and stuff like that. So we don't see many conference points uh, being churned out here until really come January uh, after this weekend. Um, so it, it's going to be close for another couple of weeks in the ECAC. Uh, but, well, you know, like you mentioned, the top three teams right now, Cornell, Harvard, and Clarkson are really the front runners and are dominating this conference. And overall it's showing uh, they're nationally ranked. And these are three teams that I fully uh, expect to enter the frozen four tournament. Uh, that's how good these three teams are right now. Uh, I I mean, unless something drastic happens, I I don't see how these top three teams aren't uh, playing in the frozen four playoffs later this year, or I'm sorry, in the, in the next year. Yeah, no, they're definitely setting themselves up for a, for a good, a good season. As long as they don't lose any of those weekends, they shouldn't be losing. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing too. And I think that's, I mean, and that goes for college hockey in general, I think. Uh, the teams that you're supposed to beat, hopefully you you're winning those games, and the and the teams that you know are going to battle. If you're walking away with a split, it's a good weekend. Uh, the teams that you are, you should be sweeping, if you're walking away with a sweep or less, uh, that's it's hard to make up those points, especially later in the year when you're sitting on the bubble uh, with the pairwise and wondering if I'm getting in the playoffs or not. Yeah, not not where you want to be sitting. In, uh, in no, in like, the bubble is the the bubble is not because uh, like we like we've seen in recent years, some schools are praying and banking on winning their conference playoffs just to get into the Frozen Four playoffs, and that's a hard hard uh, accomplishment in itself uh, because 
as we've seen in college hockey in the last few years and uh, notably this year, these conference races are very, very tight. You know, you know, it's funny. I was talking to uh, to our buddy Plonsky, who's one of our most loyal listeners. Shout out Plonsky. Um, stick taps. Stick taps to Plonsky. Um, we, we were talking about it, uh, about how Western Michigan played Yale in basketball. And he's like, I'm still kind of bitter that they got in as like the 15 seed a few years ago and ended up winning the national championship. So, <laughs> Oh, shout out to Plotsky. <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, let's um, uh, speaking of Plotsky, you want to, you want to move West a little bit, the WCHA? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, WCHA we had, Oh, um, how about those think- Huskies? I was going to say, I think uh, we had the most interesting um, storyline this past weekend and and Michigan Tech sweeping Northern Michigan. uh, I mean, Tony, this is is a no-brainer. Both of us have to have this as the team of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the big-time Uper matchup, Michigan Tech taking care of of Northern – just like Michigan Tech uh, routinely does in football, takes care of Northern Michigan. Uh, but that was a huge weekend in hockey. I mean, Northern Michigan is, I mean, was was sitting in the top 20. I mean, they've dropped out, still receiving votes after that. But that's a huge weekend for the Huskies. Uh, Michigan Tech jumped into, they didn't jump into the polls, but they've started receiving votes. And they're definitely trending in a positive way in a conference that's very, a very competable conference. I mean, obviously, we're looking at Minnesota State, who, took care of Anchorage last week with a sweep. That's, I mean, I, I'm going to be shocked if they don't come out with it. And, and Bowling Green, who actually, they they split with Lake Superior State, um, which is kind of shocking to me. I ex- really expected Bowling Green to get, the, uh, to get the sweep this weekend, as they're probably the second best team in this conference. But, yeah, and, and what do you know? Alaska got another split. Yeah, yeah. Uh... You know, I agree 100 percent with what all, what you said there. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the conference standings right now, just as of what happened. You know, after this past weekend, and the top set. You know, the Northern Michigan Tech game makes this. Oh, uh, that what happened with the sweep makes everything more interesting, because you go from Minnesota State, who's at 21 points, down to Michigan Tech, who is now tied is a three way tie for fourth place between Bowling Green, Northern, and Tech. And would you know it, Bowling Green, who split, Northern, who got swept, and Tech, who gets the sweep, uh, are the three at the bottom of the of those seven teams and are making it more interesting in the WCHA. Uh, and Minnesota State right now, you know, seven and one in conference, isn't technically running away with this yet. I, I think just give them time. Right now they come into the yeah, I mean, one. yeah, it's still the number early. one team in I the mean, country. But but you mentioned Alaska gets another split, and those splits for Alaska are right now got them tied for second in conference play. Uh, you know, Alaska, who I've been high on, I think, majority, if not this entire season so far, um, you know, if they can manage to stay in the top three of this conference, that's going to bode well for them come March. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's absolutely not a place you want to be co- going to for for conference tournament time. I mean, who wants to be heading up to the to Alaska to the Great Frontier to to be playing? But you yeah, know, exactly. Speaking of Alaska, and I mean, we talked about M- Michigan Tech a lot. I'm really excited. So my game of the week for college hockey is Minnesota State at Minnesota Duluth. Like 
how can you not go with that game as the as the biggest game in college hockey this weekend? But I'm also excited to see Michigan Tech at Alaska. I mean, we keep saying every single week, Alaska. When is Alaska going to come away with a sweep? Yeah, um, and this is a weekend. You're you're if you're an Alaska team, you're not very happy that Michigan Tech coming off a big big sweep. I mean, we're not talking just a sweep. We're talking a big sweep against a very good Northern Michigan who was, I believe, Tony, number two, number three in the conference. And I don't remember what they were nationally, but a Michigan Tech team who was at the bottom of the conference. I mean, we were not we were not considering them to make a run here, at, at least in conference play. And I mean, look at one weekend uh, turns that around for us. And now you're going to Alaska off a big sweep. You got all the momentum on your side. Alaska, who just keeps getting uh, splits after splits after splits, is having this Michigan Tech team come into their barn. I mean, I don't know. I'm leery on Alaska. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, Tony, if they get another split. (laughs) Let's be serious. Um, um, But, you know, Michigan Tech, like I just mentioned, they got all the momentum on their side after a big Northern Michigan. You're hoping that momentum doesn't die, though, just with the Northern Michigan series. Uh, you would like to see Michigan Tech continue and feed off of what they did at Northern. You know, and, and, I, and I look at Alaska in the sense of at what point are these splits going to come back to haunt you? Like you need, yeah. you, need to start, you need to start getting some of these sweeps when these teams have to make that trek up to Alaska. Um, I, I, I can't, we can't talk enough about Bemidji State either. Bemidji State had a really nice weekend sweeping, sweeping Huntsville as they should. They got a nice weekend coming up in, uh, in Sault Ste. Marie, taking on Lake Superior State. Bemidji State right now, I mean, I, I really do think if there's one conference we look at where we can look at the conference standings and kind of start making, making opinions on things is really two through two through six in this conference is going to be, I think it's going to be a tight race to the end with Alaska, Bemidji, Bowling Green, Michigan Tech, and Northern. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's, it's hard not to say, you know, between those four, uh, they're, they're going to be the top four in this conference. Um, you know, I just want you, you mentioned with Alaska, when do these splits come to bite you in the rear? And it's definitely going to be a case towards the end of the year. Because, you know, you just don't expect a Bemidji State to kind of fall off the rails here. Uh, Bowling Green, you know, not a very good weekend against Ferris State, getting the split with a struggling Ferris State. Um, But it's a Bowling Green team, but I think I've mentioned in the past, uh, it's not strong offensively, but they are strong defensively. Uh, They lost to Ferris State 3-2, to so not very good on that end. And uh, they ended up – oh, I'm sorry, that's – Alaska, not even Bowling Green. Bowling Green, what did they they split with the Lake Superior, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so five nothing against Lake Superior. Um, so you know, really good first first game, and then you know, come Saturday wasn't so good, three one. Um, but Bowling Green's gonna stay up at the top. I I fully expect Northern Michigan to rebound after a Michigan Tech weekend. I think we're gonna see Northern back in the top three of this conference. Um. I don't know what you think about that. Uh, Bemidji State will be up there. And it's like you said, Alaska, at what point do you stop splitting these series and start turning them into sweeps, especially the series where you know you need to sweep? Uh, Because come March, those points that you're leaving on the table uh, that we talk about 
and we have been talking about what the last three weeks now it, will come to haunt them. I mean, it's just, it's, that's a fact. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we move on, Tony, I did like the Minnesota state, Minnesota Duluth, uh, you know, little WCHA NCHC action, uh, former WCHA rivals, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's correct. Um, but you know, I am, I I'm on the Michigan tech, Michigan tech bandwagon right now after this past weekend. Um, so I'm actually switching my game of the week to Tech at Alaska. Let's do it because you know what? At the end of the day, in heaven there is no beer. <laughs> that's why we drink it here. Mm-hmm. We gotta. Um, but Tony, I think we need a. I think we need to move on to a, it's a little Big Ten action here. Yeah, this conference they drink a lot of beer too. Um, <laughs> you know, we you've been pumping their tires for a couple weeks, and I've been a little skeptical on them. But, you know, I'm moving them into my team of the week this week. Michigan State, impressive weekend. They tied North, or excuse me, Notre Dame on Friday. Got a big 3-2 victory on Saturday. Notre Dame did get the shootout, uh, did win the shootout on Friday. Um, but great weekend for Michigan State, who jumped into the top 20 in the USCHL poll. Um, Ohio State and Penn State split. Uh, shocker, high-scoring games here. Um Penn State got the game on Friday 5-4. Ohio State won 4-3 on Saturday. Um, Minnesota got the best of Wisconsin this weekend in, uh, in the border battle. Um, nice little former, like you mentioned before, WCHA, uh, old school WCHA battle. Uh, Wisconsin, or Minnesota beat Wisconsin on Friday and then tied them on Saturday. UW did win the shootout um, on Saturday. And then Michigan, in a little bit of non-conference action, beat UNH on Friday and then fell in overtime on Saturday. Um, in the polls, though, Notre Dame comes in at number five, Penn State at seven, Ohio State at 11, Wisconsin at 19, and Michigan State cracking that top 25 or top 20 at number 20, and then Minnesota getting some votes this week with a big weekend against North Dakota coming up. And you know what? I think what shocks me the most of what you just said there is Ohio State's at 11. Is that correct? You just said 11? Yeah, they're at number 11. I can't believe that. Ohio State, the last two, three weeks, has just not been good. Um, so that that's surprising that they're 11. Um, <laughs> I mean, you split against a very good Penn State team, so I'll give them that. But I just – I haven't been impressed with them the last three weeks. And this is a team that, uh, you know, coming into the season, I was, I was riding them to be a top-two finisher in the Big Ten because of the last – the last two seasons, uh, they're very high. I mean, they were a high scoring offense, uh, in the big time. I just, I'm shocked that they're still 11, but yeah, you, like you mentioned, I've been high on Michigan state. I know we dogged them in the first couple episodes of our podcast here, but I've been on the Michigan state bandwagon the last two weeks and we're going three weeks in a row. You guys are my first ever on the podcast, uh, three Pete team of the week for the big Ten. Uh, very impressive uh, series against Notre Dame. And, I mean, talk about getting that program turned around, Tony. I mean, since the uh, the since the Tory Krug days with the Chelios brothers, we haven't seen this Michigan State team play as well um, until now. And it's and well-deserved cracking the top 20. Uh, I know, I think a couple weeks ago, me and you both were considering Michigan State to to be at the bottom of the conference and no, instead it's big brother Michigan right now. Hey Ben, um, are you oh, listening? 
Am I listening? No, I said Ben. Oh, yeah, yeah, Benny. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, yeah, big brother. Uh, not doing too hot in the big time. Oh, five and one right now. I mean, good Lord, one point. Um, <laughs> um, so Michigan's really struggling. Michigan State, um, four, one and one in conference. Uh, and right now, and in the last three weeks, they're not the team you want to be sleeping on it when you see uh, Sparty on your calendar, especially if you're in the Big Ten. Well, and, and hey, we, we spent a little bit of time talking about these two schools this week. And shocker, it's not Wisconsin. Um, Michigan State at Ohio State. You know, I, I talked a little bit earlier, North Dakota, Minnesota, it, to me is one of those games that's it's huge because it's a rivalry game. But – to me, the game of the week, Michigan State, one of the hottest teams in the country, taking on Ohio State. Yeah, and it's Ohio State that really needs to find, you know, my, in my personal opinion, their identity right now for the 2019-2020 season. Because right now, it's just been very inconsistent. Um, Lashinsky did have a good weekend last week. Did he? Yeah, he had a really good weekend. Uh, now we just need to get the rest of the guys that hit the ice <laughs> to, to help him out. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to say that when you split against uh, Penn State, um, but the teams that they've played recently before Penn State, uh, you know, they suffered, what, the sweep against Notre Dame and two heartbreak losses uh, towards the end. That was a series I thought they were going to split. Uh, so, you know, it's Ohio State. They're still in the Big Ten. I mean, like – there, we still have a lot of we still have a long season ahead of us. We still have a lot of points out there. Ohio State has plenty of time to turn this around. Uh, so that that's a series where, unfortunately, you're you're bringing in a Michigan State team who's got all the momentum. Can Ohio State, uh, you know, put the fire out? We'll see. Uh, Michigan Michigan State though, do, would I be surprised right now if they walked into OSU and get the sweep? No, not at this point. <laughs> um, considering they've been my team of the week in the big 10 now three weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond uh, being surprised at anything else. Um, a couple, a couple other things to mention coming up this week. Uh, yeah, Penn state plays at Merrimack, but a big one, Penn state at Lowell this weekend, that should be a big matchup. Uh, Bowling green with a home and home against Notre Dame. So a couple ranked teams there. And then uh, former CCHA rivalry too. Oh yeah, nice little nice little matchup there, and then the battle for the Upper Peninsula going on uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday with Michigan against uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, another uh, game that we want to mention. I don't know if you if you mentioned it or not. Uh, North Dakota at Minnesota, former WCHA rivalry. I may talk about two historic <laughs> programs in college hockey. Um, so that's going to be a fun Thursday Friday uh, matchup. Yeah, I Shoot. said that. I, North North I Dakota hate, at Minnesota. I hate to break up a little college hockey talk, but uh, Stephen F. Austin just hit a buzzer, buzzer beater to beat Duke at Cameron Indoor in overtime. Oh, Lord, help oh, us. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. What a oh, game. What unbelievable. A game. Did he get this off in time? <laughs> oh, he did. Down goes Duke. All right, let's talk a little college hockey. <laughs> Um, but Tony, real quick, let's talk Wisconsin. I mean, what's going on with Wisconsin? I know we've mentioned this before. If Caulfield's not on the score sheet, we don't think Wisconsin's winning. Uh, three three. I know they want or they tied three three and they got the you said the shootout win. Uh, but four one on Friday. Did, who who was the goal on? 
who got that one goal on Friday? Coating a bit Caulfield. Yeah, I'm not sure offhand. Um, Wisconsin, uh, they're they're just a tough team to read. I just don't understand. I mean, it's one day they're hot, one day they're not. Um, in the Big Ten too, uh, that's just not the identity you want. Uh, when you only have seven teams in conference, and of the seven teams, at least five of them right now are you know, top 20 teams. Is, is Wisconsin even ranked in the top 20? Uh, I don't remember if you said yes or no. They're they're sitting at 19. 19. So, I mean, they're, they're flirting with being out soon. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, I just haven't been impressed with Wisconsin. I know that's that those are your boys in Madison, and I'm looking I, it up right I, now. I, I care a little bit more about the women's team than the men's team. Yeah, we, know, I just, we, know who, <laughs> we know who my boys are on the, on the men's side. Yeah, well, so I just looked it up. Caulfield did have a point, but it was a helper. Um, correct me if I'm mispronouncing uh, pro- uh, pronouncing this name. Uh, Sean uh, Doogie. Doogie, yeah, Sean Doogie. Doogie. Yeah, yeah Sean Doogie got the lone goal on Friday. I believe he's the team captain. He's uh, he recently had a lot of concerns with the team. You know, they've they've been struggling recently, and he's as we've talked about. And he he knows it. The team knows it. They know they need to be better. They've got all the talent in the world, and and you know I, I really do think uh, that that they'll get things turned around, but they got to do it quick. I mean, you start losing these conference matchups, especially when you get Michigan, who's the bottom the bottom team in the in the Big Ten, coming to the Kohl Center this weekend. You got to get six points. Yeah, and I just looked it up right now. Caulfield didn't even get a point at all on Saturday. I mean, it was held off the score sheet completely. Um, so that's a little concerning. Uh, Caulfield's one of those guys where if, you know, it's only like, you know, it's like we've talked about in recent weeks, if he's not on the score sheet, it, you know, who in Wisconsin stepping up to the plate to take some of the load off of this, this high powered uh, scoring offense out of this freshman, because he, you know, it's one of those situations where you cannot rely on this freshman to carry your team. Uh, not only in this conference, but throughout the season. It's just not going to happen. Uh, there's too many good teams out there where Caulfield, who has a rocket, I, I mean, just he's got a cannon. He's not going to, and it's evident, he's not going to score every weekend. And if you, if your teams, you're, you're targeting him and you're making the rest of the Wisconsin roster beat you. And right now it's kind of been a struggle for that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, Cole Caulfield's had a really great season. Like, he's had such a great season, and, and at this point, like, they can't rely on him. But, you know, I, I think it's time we move on to our to our next conference, uh, Hockey East, right? I think it's about time. Um, this was a conference, Tony, that, like I talked about with you. I had a hard time picking a team of the week. And I think I'm going to do the first time, first time ever. I'm picking a bottom feeder of this conference as my team of the week, and that's Merrimack. Uh, Merrimack played UMass, who is in the top ten. I believe they're the number ten team right now. Uh, and they get a two-two tie Friday, three-two loss on Saturday. If I'm Merrimack, that's a good weekend for me. <laughs> I'm just going to put out Merrimack is one and four in the conference right now. And you have the number 10 team. Now, granted, they're seven in the conference, but this is like we've talked about, Tony. This is a high-powered conference. So when you're seven in the conference and you're the 10th-ranked team nationally, 
Uh, that's that just shows you how good this conference is. So you're the number ten team in the nation, and you're doing, and I believe it was a home and home. You go to UMass and you get a two-two tie, and then you come home and UMass beats you up a little bit three, but you're walking away only losing one by one. Like I said, if I'm Merrimack at this point, I don't I don't have expectations of making the Frozen Four playoffs. I don't have expectations of winning the Hockey East. I'm taking that as a good as a good weekend for Merrimack. That's why I'm giving them my team of the week. I like it. I like it. I I personally went with Northeastern. Northeastern had a really good weekend, um, taking care of business against Maine. They swept them, winning on Friday five two and and on Saturday three um, two. Providence. Uh, it's it's one of those things. Uh, Providence should have had a better weekend against UConn. Um, they did get the tie on Friday and got a big victory five two on Saturday, and then BU got a got a win on on Friday against Vermont and tied on Saturday. Um, I mentioned this before the Belfast tournament. Northeastern plays at UNH. I would say this is one of my top top games of the week. Um, not only in in hockey East but nationwide. And then also BC at, at Harvard, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, Tony, I mean, so you, we mentioned Maine. <clears throat> and Maine, who who started off pretty good this year, seems to kind of be slowing up. I, uh, my question to you is, do you, do you have any concern about what's going on with Maine right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, Maine's still a team that is just sitting outside the top 20 in the uh, – in the national polls. But I mean, like we said, this is a tough conference and, and hockey East is weird right now. I I don't see any teams that right now jump out at me as like, there'll be a national championship team, but who, who knows with college hockey. It's so you just need to get a a hot goalie for a couple weeks, but they've got five teams sitting in the top 15, but all of them range from 10 to 15. Yeah. And I mean, same with New Hampshire for me. Uh, team that I mean didn't necessarily start hot, but they were they were competing, and right now they're they're towards the bottom of the conference. Uh, they're struggling offensively, at least in conference play. I mean they only got nine goals so far in six games conference play. They're giving up eleven, um, thirty and thirty overall. Uh, New Hampshire, a team that I thought was going to be was going to give a little bit more of a run for the, the hockey East money here, but. Seems to be slowing up. Uh, same with Maine. You know, Maine. I'm hoping that this is just a little bump in the road for them because uh, I think this would be good for hockey to finally see Maine back in the in the national spotlight here because it's been quite a long time since we've seen Maine really compete at this level in college hockey. Uh, it might even be the last time we saw it was when your boy uh, Monty and Paul Correa were uh, dangling around college hockey <laughs> defensemen. <laughs> Uh, that's how long ago we're talking about Maine's been out of the picture here. Um, but it's, but, but it's uh, goalie you. Let's not forget it's yeah, goalie you. That's cool. Well, that's true. I mean, Julie the Cat did come from there. Yeah, but you can't forget about <laughs> Bish and and uh, I think what Jimmy Howard came from there and then Scott Darling yeah. as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, they're good goalies, but when, when it with comes good goalies, you need to have a, a decent offense here because you can't expect goalies to – uh, give up one or shut out every weekend. Uh, so Maine, hopefully, like I said, just, this is just a bump in the road. They're still in the top five for hockey, so nothing to be alarmed about. Uh, they're at 10 points right now in the conference. Providence is at 12, so 
um, there's still with a lot of hockey left to be played. Maine has nothing to be worried about. So if you're if you're a Maine fan, you know don't set off the alarms just yet. Uh, you know um, Maine's got St. Lawrence this weekend. That's a struggling St. Lawrence team. It's not conference play, but it's a good team for Maine at least to uh, get their feet back under them. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, are, are you ready to move on to the Big Dog Conference in, in our opinions? I am. Uh, before we do, Tony, I do want to mention, though, my game of the week to watch is BC at Harvard. Like I think we talked about this earlier this the, in the show. Um, that's going to be a high offensive game. I think it's going to come down to one goal, though. And I, like I said, I think, like I mentioned, Harvard, I think, is going to come out on top in that series. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, let's move over to NCHC. Uh, we had some interesting storylines, and uh, right off the bat, Tony, I mean, let's give a shout out to Miami. They're my team of the week. Big, big conference sweep against Nebraska Omaha at Nebraska Omaha. Yeah, I mean, Omaha had been cruising early on in the season. They've taken a couple, a couple steps back a little bit. But yeah, Miami got five of six from Omaha this weekend. I mean, they're my team of the week as well. Um, they got a weekend where they should get a sweep against UConn coming up. Um, North Dakota continues to be one, continues to be the best team in the conference in my eyes so far. They swept uh, St. Cloud State, including an overtime win on Saturday. Uh, Duluth got a nice sweep of Colorado College in Duluth um, this weekend, and then Western Michigan with to me probably one of the surprise wins of the weekend. Getting if you're if you're a Western fan, you got to be pleased taking three points from Denver in Denver. I'm not sure if they come to – I don't believe they come to Lawson this year. That might be the only time they beat them. But, I mean, that's a win. You, you're happy with three points. Yeah. Um, I want to touch base on the Western Series. Um, I'm with you on that. Uh, and I think the last, what, two years now, they've walked into Denver early in the season when Denver's highly ranked and have walked out with at least one win. So, kudos to Andy Murray and that squad and that staff for uh, – getting the job done at DU. Uh, but let's – I want to mention this, Tony, because I don't think a lot of people – I mean, unless you're a diehard Western fan, you got a split at DU. And guess what? On Saturday, you know how many healthy scratches they had? Zero. They got so many people on injured uh, with injuries right now. And I'm not talking about just uh, third and fourth line players. We're talking some of their top players right now on both the blue line – and the forwards are, I mean, they're banged up and it's, it, it's bad. <laughs> um, and they're still playing at a high level wide. They're getting support from the freshman and sophomore classes. Uh, Paul Washi has been a wrecking force for Western and, and on a consistent basis. And we're getting a lot of defensive support from the likes of uh, Lawton Courtnell, uh, Hugh McGean's getting, getting back in form here. And they're not taking as many penalties. That's been something that Western has struggled with over the years. Uh, penalties that hurt them because you, at least in the NCHC, all these teams have great power plays, uh, power play teams. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, the less penalties you're taking, the better chances you are at keeping these games close and winning. So, I mean, a split, and you're walking away uh, and you're leaving Denver uh, knowing that, hey, I just split with, uh, what, the top five, top four team, 
and I did it with half my roster banged up. Uh, that's a pretty damn good weekend for Western. <laughs> um, but, you know, Tony, I want to circle back to Miami. This is a team that I, at least I had written off <laughs> early this year. My high, my expectations were not high uh, when uh, the Rico Blasi era has officially ended. You know, when I see new coaches come in to programs and they're trying to establish their uh, footprint here into the into the program. Usually that first year is a, is a tough year. Um, the only one that I would say probably is not the case or maybe two cases would be uh, Coach Barry at North Dakota because he was an assistant under Coach Hackstall when he left. So he was just taking over what had already been started and he's already was familiar. And same with uh, Denver with uh, Coach Carl, uh, who was part of Monty's staff. So, I mean, outside of that, though, when you bring in a coach who wasn't under that, under the former head coach's staff, and he's making a footprint, my expectations aren't high. And they walked into a, into an Omaha team that's good and walked away with five out of six points. And right now, sitting fourth in the conference. Let me tell you, I didn't think Miami was going to ever get north of six in this conference this entire year. So right now I'm impressed. Um, big weekend for Miami. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely with you right now with with you on that, and it, it's great to see. Like you know, you look at the Big Ten and 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 the NCHC. It's it, it's two conferences that are there really a bad team? I know we talked a little bit about St. Cloud and about Michigan, but those are good teams. You don't want to play Michigan and St. Cloud every week. No, not at all, and. What I'm really hoping is to see, uh, not to see, is North Dakota run away with this conference. I know in the recent years, the NCHC's had that one team, whether it was Minnesota Duluth or St. Cloud or Denver in the last three years, they were they were that team that ran away with first place. And it was really a battle between two and two and eight. Who's going to finish in, you know, the two, the four spot and get home ice advantage come playoff time. Um and so that's one thing I'm really hoping we don't see. I would like to hopefully see some of these like a Minnesota Duluth, Western Michigan, uh, Colorado College, Denver, uh, really walk into <clears throat> North Dakota, North Dakota walk into their barn and at least get a split, you know, and keep this conference co- close because the closer this conference is with points come March, uh, this is going to be a fun uh, and wild ride to see. Uh, who's getting home ice advantage come NCHC playoff time. Yeah, I, I think this is one that's going to be a, a tight race all throughout. Hey, um, what do, what do well, you have for your game of the week this week? Um, so I know I mentioned North Dakota and Minnesota because that's uh, old school WCHA rivalry. I know you me- mentioned Minnesota State and Minnesota. We don't have a lot this coming up weekend in actually NCHC uh, action. We got quite no a few teams game. off this week. No conference games at all. Uh, so right now, North Dakota, Minnesota is my game of the week. That's going to be – that's a game where I would love to see, you know, at Minnesota. Minnesota is, I think, on the bubble looking in right now in the top 20 and uh, in the middle of the road in the Big Ten. And this would really help the NCHC, I think, the other teams – if Minnesota can kind of knock North Dakota off their pedestal right now, because North Dakota has been running on all cylinders the last month or so. Um, so kind of knock them down a little bit. 
So that's my game of the week. Though you mentioned Miami at UConn. Miami's coming off out of five to six points in conference. If they get a, a sweep against UConn, uh, which I think they should, UConn's not a strong team, not a good team at all. And Miami right now has got a lot of momentum going in this weekend. It's not conference play, but it's you're talking four games that Miami's could develop a really good uh, momentum heading and ending 2019 on. Um, so yeah. it's a, uh, a series that I would keep my eye on just to see how Miami fares against UConn. If Miami gets a split or worse, um, then it might kind of confirm that maybe this Miami-Nebraska-Omaha uh, game might have been a fluke, <laughs> um, which I hope is not the case. But, you know, really I have a hard time believing that UConn is – even though it is at home for UConn, Miami is going to – if, like I said, if Miami's splitting with UConn who's struggling to score, it, I think it's going to say a lot more about Miami than UConn. Absolutely. Hey, but we, we talked a little NCHC and, and we've hit all the conferences quickly. Not much to say because they haven't played Arizona state is receiving votes. They just had really their last off weekend for the rest of the season. Um, currently they are receiving votes. Like I said, they would sit at number 22. If the poll went that high, they do host Vermont this weekend and they're about to hit the ring of their schedule. So I'm excited to see what the Sun Devils can do because they're playing some really good hockey before their break. But if you don't have anything to say about the men's game, I, I definitely want to jump over to women's hockey because this weekend is going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, just real quick before you move over to women, I, you know, you mentioned Arizona state, um, they got a, what I think would be a nice uh, part of their schedule to get them back in their legs under them as they've been off for like what two weeks now. And that's, yeah. um, and that's a Vermont squad at, uh, at, or I believe it's a home team, a uh, home weekend too. And then you got Denver coming in the following week. So then really after Vermont, you know, Vermont, uh, what's the term that they use in the longest yard or tune up game? Uh, you know, this will Some really slap get division the... two team, like, <laughs> like <Yeah>. Appalachian <laughs> state. What do you think about that? Uh, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, uh, Arizona State, this is a good weekend coming up to have a Vermont team come in, get your legs back onto you, because after that, um, you know, good luck. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, let's jump into some women's hockey here, Tony. What do we got yeah. going on here? So, there's certainly – there's a little bit of movement in the women's game coming in at number one this, this week, Minnesota. They had, a, they had a big weekend last week I talked about playing Duluth they got a tie against Duluth on Friday they lost in the three on three um so Duluth got that extra point but then got the win on on Saturday enough to keep them at, at the top spot in the conference um Wisconsin they they swept Cornell was off they're number three Northeastern's at four Princeton's at five Princeton had a really nice win they moved up a little bit in the rankings beating Clarkson uh Ohio State's at six um Clarkson's at number seven uh, Boston College is at eight, Duluth is at nine, and then BU jumped into the top ten. Uh, but I mentioned I mentioned last week uh, I wasn't sure if we we're gonna gonna have a show this weekend, uh, just due to the holiday coming up. And I hope everyone gets some good turkey this weekend and some mashed potatoes. Uh, but in Nashville, huge, huge, huge weekend. Uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, BC, and Harvard all playing in a, in a tournament in Nashville. If anyone's listening out in Nashville, you got anything to do, you don't have anything to do, go check it out. This is going to be some really, really high-level hockey. 
you've got three teams that are ranked in the top 10 in the polls. So it's going to be great. Some great entertainment. Um, Cornell and Ohio state, number three and number six, they'll battle it out in, in Columbus. So we got some really, really exciting hockey going on. Uh, Clarkson will play in the, the Windjammer Classic against Minnesota State and then either Penn State or Vermont. Um, and then Duluth plays in the Nutmeg Classic at Yale. They'll play either they'll play Quinnipiac on Friday and then UConn or Yale on Saturday. So this is going to be an, a, a really exciting weekend for women's hockey, and, and I can't wait to see where this season goes forward. Um, I know I sent you a link, Abby Rock, very pro Abby Rock podcast. Uh, she recorded her hundredth career assist this weekend. So uh, uh, stick taps for for her. Yeah, stick stick taps for her, and I can't wait to see. Uh, so a reason I'm so high on her is she's an incredible hockey player, but she's also a youper like myself. Well, you know we got to be uh got to support the youpers. Got to be a little biased. There's not many of us yeah. that do well. <laughs> um, but Tony, you mentioned that you know the series in Nashville, uh, and women's hockey men's hockey whatever it would be you know if you're in nashville like tony said go check it out i mean this is good for college hockey uh because you're not getting a lot of college hockey uh you know down in nashville uh i mean outside the preds uh you know the professional team in the in the nhl uh you're not seeing or hearing i would i would imagine about college hockey down there I mean, unless these guys, are, you know, you're down there and you're a diehard hockey fan and you're following college hockey, because uh, there's no school down there that's playing at the Division One level at least. Um, so to have some of these high power, high profile uh, women's teams coming down, women's programs uh, to come play in the Nashville barn, uh, you know, that's going to be awesome to watch. So, you know, I'm with you, Tony. If you're in Nashville, I know it's Thanksgiving weekend. I know there's a lot going on go check out uh, at least one of these games down in Nashville because uh, I guarantee and Tony I bet can stamp his approval on this. It's going to be well worth your while to go check these out. Uh, all these programs are uh, at the top of their, uh, you know, women's hockey and uh, have been for quite some time and you won't be disappointed. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't care if this is men's or women's when you got these teams coming in, this is great hockey. This is great hockey. If you're a true hockey fan, you're not going to be disappointed. No, I mean, if you're a college hockey fan too, you'd like this because it's just spreading the wealth and the knowledge of college hockey. Um, it's something I think I've been talking about for, for quite some time. I don't want college hockey to only be in three, four, five different states. I would love to see the college hockey brand keep expanding this is definitely one way college hockey gets it done. Going to these cities that aren't known for having college hockey uh, in their area and spreading the college hockey atmosphere. So it's it's good for college hockey. It's good for Nashville. And I kind of hope to see college hockey, women's or men's, to continue doing this, uh, you know, as we get, you know, later in the years and seasons, you know, to ha- to go to different cities and arenas that aren't uh don't have a strong college hockey background absolutely absolutely i can't wait to see this sport grow to to where it's capable no i definitely agree Uh, i mean tony uh i know you mentioned all these games is there one in particular you're, you're keeping your eye on this weekend 
I mean, just the fact that BC plays both Minnesota and and Wisconsin. I mean, there's a few. This is an incredible week. I mean, the overall, overall in college hockey, the fact that you get to see Minnesota Duluth, Minnesota State in the men's game, you get to see uh, Minnesota, North Dakota, and then Minnesota and Wisconsin both play BC, and then the big matchup in Columbus between Cornell and, and Ohio State. I'm I'm super excited. I mean, there's not just some really great college football and pro football going on this week. There's some really outstanding college hockey. I was just about to mention, I was going to just tell our listeners that this is not just a football weekend uh, and a football holiday. Uh, there's a lot of good hockey out here. Uh, that's, I mean, it technically started today. Uh, we got a game, though. Don't forget Thanksgiving uh, evening, um, North Dakota, Minnesota. And then we got a lot of action Friday through Sunday this weekend. Uh, and it, it's only going to get better from here on out. Absolutely. I can't wait to see where the season goes and it's only going to get better. And, and, and I know you and I talked about this a little bit earlier time that we can start looking at the pairwise for everybody out there who doesn't know what the pairwise standings are. If, if you want to see who's going to make the NCAA tournament, this is your ultimate determination right here. Uh, the pairwise determines who makes the NCAA tournament, the top 16 teams make it. Um, and as conference champions happen in the tournament, They'll kind of, if they're not in the top 16 already, they'll kind of eliminate 16, 15, 14, things like that. So um, I'm excited to start looking at the pairwise a little bit more than the USCHO rankings moving forward. Yeah, yeah, me too, because really the it's, you know, it's awesome to see when your team gets ranked in the top 20. But ultimately, that's not what's deciding these teams to go into the Frozen Four playoffs. It's the pairwise. And if you're not a college hockey fan, uh, keep Keep listening to us uh, in the next co- coming weeks. Uh, you know, on our next couple shows here, we will break down um, what the pairwise is and how it affects these colleges or these programs uh, once we get later into March. Absolutely, looking looking forward to talk a little talking a little more college hockey uh, this season with you, Matt. I, I hope you enjoy your your Thanksgiving with your family. I'm going to see you in a in a. Yeah, not too long in Wausau for a little bit of <laughs> Dangleberry hockey action and pond uh, hockey. Yeah, uh, that's going to be an interesting weekend. We're going to do our show for our listeners who don't know, uh, but we will be doing our show in Wausau. Uh, uh, it will be a later show for us, but uh, January 11th. Uh, so just FYI, uh, we will be uh, on location, I guess, Tony, right, in Wausau uh, recording. Are we going to do it from the hotel or from the dog pound? Uh, you know what? I was just wondering the same thing. I, I think that's going to – we'll have to make an executive decision as we get closer to that weekend. <laughs> I love it. But, hey, uh, Tony, you and your family, happy Thanksgiving. Um, and to all our listeners, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy uh, the holiday, holiday joy college hockey this weekend. Uh, and, like always, uh, we will see you next week. Absolutely. Class dismissed.